everybody. Welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I'm usual co-host. I'm Casualty CDG. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. And I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and welcome everyone to Fresh Out the Podcast. Thank you for listening today. And uh, I will say, now when this episode um, when this episode is available to you, it will be November, and uh, there's no stopping Jahan. We're, we've <laughs> taken literally just a step out of October and into November, and Jahan's wearing a Christmas sweater. He's wanting to do holiday theme stuff already. He he's he's just going all in, Hell all yeah. in on holiday vibes. He's got me all fucked up because I I fuck with Thanksgiving, bro. And this guy's already on to Christmas. What happened? We just hey, went Halloween Christmas. I will wear this is a Lord of the Rings Christmas sweater. It cost me like eighty dollars, so I'm gonna wear it as often as I can. <laughs> Uh, but I also love Thanksgiving. I'm not skipping over it. I love Thanksgiving. To be fair to you and your wallet, I love that sweater. I'm yeah. genuinely loving that sweater. So get your use out of it. And as far as I'm concerned, money well spent. <laughs> no, I love this sweater so much. Uh, and yeah, look at the podcast, too. I got festive background up. All that good stuff. Um <laughs> But yeah, welcome, welcome to the stream, guys. Uh, what are we talking about this week, y'all? That's what I was gonna ask you, Mister Holiday Man. Ooh, we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, well, I think yeah, we could start by talking. Happy holidays coming up. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Thanksgiving a lot. I think I'll start it off with a question to both of you. What kind of pie are you hoping to have this year? What's your favorite kind of uh, Thanksgiving pie? Ooh. Uh, I actually love a good uh, pumpkin pie. Uh, I really do. And I like it to be served cold. And I like with a nice little dollop of cool whip uh, on there. That's that's my preferred style. I also do like a good um, pecan pie. Do you say pecan or do you say pecan? Uh, pecan. Good. Well, I say pecan, but just to piss people off. Okay, that's I, Yeah, I actually say pecan, but if I'm being a, a dick face troll, which is normal for me, it's pecan. I do love a good slice of pecan pie warmed up with a big old scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on there. That's the, that's the other <laughs> way I like to go. So we You're actually have a, a couple of... scoop of vanilla bean. True. <laughs> we have a couple of pecan trees on the property, and we got a pecan roller the first year we were living out here, and we actually can pick up enough pecans to make, like, two or three pecan pies. That's pretty bad. And so Annie made chocolate pecan pie cheesecake. Oh. And so it was, a whole, it was like a whole layer of oh. cheesecake with the chocolate pecan pie on top. And we had, uh, it was absolutely fucking glorious. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Dare I say that's my favorite a pie, and I'm looking forward to having that again. Uh, a chocolate pecan pie cheesecake, please. As far as pies go, I think my favorite is probably so either banana cream or Bavarian. 
I love both of those. As far as like more traditional fare, uh, I am I, I do love pumpkin pie, uh, and I will eat pecan, but I'm I, I'll eat anything. But yeah, I love all kinds of pies. I think Bavarian probably takes the cake though. I'm I'm less high on different fruit pies. Like I'll do apple pie. Like I like warm apple pie served with ice cream as well. Mm. But like I'm not touching like a cherry pie or cherry you know. Pie. If I, nah, it's just not my, not my Love style. Now, if I'm walking by the pie section, uh, chances are a tres leches is coming home with me or a cheesecake. Probably not a pie at all. Same. And, if it, Same. and if it is a pie, it's going to have some chocolate or some nuts, I think. Uh, that's, yeah, I'm not going to pick up a fruit pie. Oh, fruit pies. Not oh. to smash on like a blackberry cobbler or a peach cobbler. I like those things. Ooh, cobblers. But it, it just wouldn't be the thing I snagged up out of the out of the area. I'm with you. I was being I was answering Jahan's question as he asked it, but if if we're getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, well, actually, I probably would would not have pie, and I'd have X, Y, or Z. There's a, definitely a lot of other desserts I would choose above pie. Fuck yeah, if you're walking I by the cookie bakery, cake. if you're walking by the bakery section, what are you picking up? Because that's where the pie's at. So. I'm not asking you to do something crazy and think of some wacky dessert that you like. If you're walking by the bakery this Thanksgiving, what are you picking up? Honestly, potentially pie. I do like pie. I'm, my, I'm probably picking up a tres leches from I H-E-B. might like pie more than cake, actually. I will say, you know, so if I'm going to H-E-B and I want a dessert, I will pick up a slice of their tres leches because I think it's delicious and I have it fairly often. Um, but like my father is big on desserts and when it comes to the holidays, you know, like Thanksgiving, he likes the traditional desserts with associated with that holiday. So he will always get like a pecan pie or make a pumpkin pie or do all that just because he associates that with the holidays. That's really the only time of year I have it. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, like I maybe would pick up a pecan pie or something like if I'm going to a Thanksgiving gathering, just because I feel like that fits that occasion. But if it's just me, that's not the dessert I'm going for. I'm probably going for ice cream or going for like a tres leches. I feel like, uh, my dad also loves traditional stuff. Uh, and I think it might be because he's not from this country. Uh, so like he goes, he goes like hard all in. He loves the holidays. You know, he wants to watch the parade. Uh, he's also an ice cream addict, so there's always <laughs> that going on. He loves ice cream. Uh, but, yeah, we always have pie every single time. We Usually someone will buy, like, a frozen chocolate pie of something mm. like Nothing wrong with a Marie Callender's pie thawing out on the counter. Those things are I think that's exactly what it is, yeah. I also love um, cheesecake, as you mentioned. Love cheesecake, and I love... Uh, Cookie cake. Usually every year on my birthday, my wife makes a, my a homemade chocolate chip cookie cake you know, with some ice cream on it. I, I actually don't fucks with the cookie cake, and I don't know why. Uh, I do. I'm with you on the cheesecake, man. I could I could eat, sleep, and breathe cheesecake until I died, which would only take a few hours. One of my first Valentine's days with uh, Jenny she made me a heart-shaped cookie cake because I love cookie cake. Mm-hmm. She also filled up one of those chocolate boxes with sushi because mm. she's a dynamite lady. But yeah, 
uh, cookie cake is uh, cookie cake might be one of my favorite cake ever since that store opened in Katie Mills, like when I was little, 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 because uh, we'd always go there to see a movie on Christmas Eve because that's my birthday. And, and right when you exit the AMC in Katie Mills, right there's there. a great American cookie right there as uh-huh. you're coming out. <laughs> and so it just became like a go-to for me. I love it. Hmm. I used to come out and take a right and go to that Starbucks instead. You had to go left when uh, it was back then because that's also where Games Workshop was. Yes, uh, that's true. I would actually go into the Starbucks around the FYE, through the entire FYE, come out, hook a left, and pop into the Games Workshop. Uh, completely avoiding the American cookie altogether. There was a, a phase in mine and Gary's childhood where we thought Games Workshop was awesome and we loved all the Warhammer stuff and we would go hang out at Games Workshop and look at all the stuff, but we were kids and had zero disposable income and <laughs> Warhammer stuff was super expensive. Yes. So we would just totally lurk around the store and be there for way too long looking at stuff and not ever end up buying anything. I when I was doing Warhammer and like when I was like twelve or whatever. Uh, well, first off, w- me and my friend Kayvon, we both got the starter box, uh, the same starter box uh, for Christmas, and then we switched because it came with two armies, and we switched half of them with each other, so we each only had one army, but we had twice as much. Uh, and then at that time, I was also sometimes working part time as a busboy, so I had disposable income. Very nice. I was also a very cute kid, so people would just give me money. <laughs> how did how did we get from pies to talking about go, hanging out at Games Workshop? How do we do this? It's genuinely impressive. Anyway, conversation. Whatever desserts you guys are looking forward to in the upcoming Thanksgiving holidays, uh, you know, just hashtag us your favorite types of Thanksgiving pies or desserts. I think someone likes something called sex in a pan. Have you guys ever had sex in a pan? Chocolate pudding. Cool Whip, pecans, and a delicious crust. Sounds good. Everybody has a tradition. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter. I'd love to hear about weird desserts or interesting family traditions. Uh, Yeah, I'm at RockFact on Twitter. Shout out to my man, Dirt Dessert. I do love some fucking Dirt Dessert. (laughs) Dirt Dessert. It took me a second, but yeah, yeah, Dirt Dessert's great. It rules with the got to have the gummy worms coming in, going in and out of it too. Love some dirt. Dessert. It might have been a gateway for me as a kid into actually eating dirt, though. So, because <laughs> I was totally that kid. Believe it or not, at least pretends to be surprised. I would appreciate it. So I'm looking at our <laughs> Google Doc for today's episode. Yeah. Jahan, under discussions, has holiday gifts. Mm-hmm. Jahan, what does that mean? Uh, whatever you want it to mean. So, yeah, the holiday season is coming up. People <laughs> are pushing. Uh, Black Friday seems to start in October now. So that's crazy. And the deals it just, just blow my mind the, how they start announcing. It's like, going to start in July. leading up to it. And then on Black Friday, we have this. And then we have this the weeks after. It's nuts. Black Friday has become a whole month. Well, I mean, they just, they, they've wired our entire culture into spending, 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 and, like, they found how to trick us into doing it for longer periods. Uh, and it's genius, really, but it's also, I mean, kind of horrific when you think, it's almost dystopian, but 
I'm going to talk about gifts today anyways. So. The biggest problem with that Black Friday type of thing is whenever they start changing out the hardware for cheaper hardware and just yes. doing holiday markdowns just as a price gouge that are built into the price, that's whenever those things start to become really predatory. Yes. Uh, as long as there are good deals, good deals are fine. But yeah, F- it- FYI, a lot of those TVs that you buy for like $100, they have shitty electronics in them deliberately shoddy worksmanship it's not you get what you pay for anyways uh but hey you know what sometimes those tvs are fine and they'll serve just uh, watch out for black friday deals watch out for them they can be shitty absolutely uh and especially like you were saying it's almost dystopian they figured out how to keep us spending uh yeah it's year round watch out watch your wallet make sure you're getting a good price just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's good don't uh don't don't get shit quality stuff we love you. Fresh <laughs> yeah. out the box. Fresh out the box. Uh, so the first thing, uh, a game that I would love to find stuffing my stocking this holiday season, uh, Metroid Dread. Mm. Uh, I would let Samus stuff my stocking all holiday season. Uh, but yeah, Metroid Dread actually looks really fun. I hear that it's incredibly difficult, uh, but they seem to have really taken that classic uh, Metroidvania uh style which metroid made famous uh with castlevania obviously but uh and changed it by having you being constantly hunted by like a roaming boss and i believe once you beat the first one there's another one there's also stationary bosses uh and it just looks like a very fresh take on a classic formula and it looks like something i would enjoy and i might also buy it for my cousin for his birthday coming up here soon Wow, spoiler alert, uh, your cousin listens to the podcast, and now he knows what he's going to get. <laughs> My cousin's out of the podcast. He's too young! Uh, I don't know, maybe he does. That'd be really funny, though. He, he's yeah. Maybe that's where he learned how to swear. Uh-oh, our, our podcast does come with the explicit banner listed um, with it on whatever podcast <laughs> service you use, because there there is typically cursing. So, they have um, foul language. If you are... Um, not of a mature age to listen to that language and and not you know go out about your we your life and replicate you it, then right. um, then you should listen. But if if you're under that age, you know if you're not mature, enough to handle, you should not be listening. Still Actually, listen. listen. Don't repeat yeah. it. Yeah, press play and let it play and give us the listen. But you don't have to actually do be listen. It. Do listen. Don't yeah, repeat. Oh. I heard my cousin swear for the first time ever uh, the other day. Uh, I think he, like, gave me, like, a noogie or something, and so I gave him a titty twister, and he goes, ah, fucking shit! And I'm like, <laughs> and I just stared at him. I was like, what is that? Put it, uh, put it back in, you tender sweetheart. Yeah. The problem there isn't that he cursed. The problem is there, there is that you were giving titty twisters to begin with. Like, what what year is it now, John? You don't Come on. Why, titty twisters? Why are you rubbing young boys' nipples anyway? Hey, whoa. Oh, Oh boy! <laughs> you gotta give a good purple nurple, man. The classic hazing. Of so, game. so you're talking about Metroid Dread, and okay. so has this become? What are the types of things you ask for for the holidays, or what are the types of things you would, if somebody gifted them to you during this holiday season? What, which, which way are you going? I would like it as a gift. 
No, but I'm saying like for us, like from me and Gary's perspective, are you looking for what are the specific things we want or what do we typically kind of ask for? Yeah, so like I, uh, the discussion was going to be either like stuff you think is a good thing that people should buy or stuff you would like to receive. Either way, okay. honestly. Okay. Uh, and the yeah. next thing, uh, I, I'm sticking with a Switch theme, Nintendo theme for a little bit, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, Gary's not. But I'm excited for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. I enjoy the remasters of Pokemon games. I don't care. Uh, and this is the first, like, true, like, Pokemon game on the Switch. Uh, and I'm very excited for that. It's still, it's top-down. Uh, the graphics look better. It still has that, like, chibi, cutesy look on uh, the world map. Uh, and Diamond and Pearl were some of my favorites. I don't know how you guys feel. Well, I know how Gary feels about it. You, you, you know exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, Gary hates remasters. I hate remasters, and every fucking Pokemon game is the same anyway. Just pick up Sword and Shield. And they're, it's not like the Pokemon games are different from any other fucking Pokemon game. I was pretty disappointed with Sword and Shield, not gonna lie. Uh, I'm just waiting for Arceus or whatever. Until Arceus then, it looks like it's gonna be cool, but stuff has come out recently that I was like, man, it's not as good. I thought it was gonna be open world. But apparently it's going to be more like where you have like a hub city and you're going out on missions like in Monster Hunter kind of thing. I don't know what that means yet necessarily, but I was kind of like a little like, eh, you know. That comes out in January, right? So that'll be out after the holidays. Yeah, that'll be out after the holidays, I believe. Okay. That's why <laughs> That's why I didn't bring it up. I have big feet, and in my big stocking, I would like to find an Xbox Series X. Good luck finding one, but yes, me too. I would, If anyone out there wants to buy me an Xbox Series X for Christmas, I will be a happy boy. You'll allow it, huh? I'll allow it. Uh, there was another thing... Uh, I did have a, a friend of mine, you know, you know Nick, Chad, Chad, Nick, Chadley, old Chatterson. He said he was going to keep his eyes out if he saw Series X, he might pick one up. So uh, there's a chance that he sees one someday, and I'll pay him back. So You know, it's funny you say that. I went to um, Best Buy this past week, as I normally do on mm -hmm. Tuesdays, to go check out new uh, Blu-ray releases. And as I was walking into Best Buy, I saw somebody walking out with a PS5, a brand new PS5, the digital oh, version. So the, the discless version in hand. And uh, I have a PS5. I'm fortunate enough. I was I was able to snag one. Um, so I don't need one myself. But when I saw this guy walking out with one immediately, I was like, OK. And so I went and asked the uh the, one of the workers, I said, hey, I just saw a guy leaving with a PS5. I was like, do y'all have... And he was like, are you ordering... The, 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 the worker that I spoke to definitely seemed like he had probably been asked about this by other people already, but he gave me just kind of like a, yeah, he ordered it online line. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I get that, you know, is what I said. I was like, but I just... Happen to see it. I'm like, I have one. I don't need it, but I have many friends that would like one. Do you, do you have them? And they explained that. And I've heard of this. At, I think at GameStop they have something similar, but Best Buy right now has an annual plan that I think costs like two hundred dollars or something for an annual membership. Jeez. That it gets you 
basically their extended warranties on all their products and get you all this stuff as part of that that membership. But one of the perks of the membership is you get first access to PS5s or Xbox Series Xs when they have them in stock. Is that how all so the scalpers I, did it? <laughs> I guess they're avoiding that now because the scalpers got them all first. So now they're but it's just like to me, that was so gross. Like, oh, gross. So I, you want me to give y'all two hundred dollars and subscribe to this membership that I don't need? Just an a perk of that is to have first dibs at a console when they come. Like that's nah, gross. But yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like if they had had one in stock and I happened to be there, I would have bought one because I for sure have friends that would have wanted it and would have yeah. would have taken it. Um, I am annoyed yeah. with the way our friend Robert got his. Because <laughs> me and Gary, we were like up. <clears throat> We were like clicking the button, refresh, refresh, refresh. It's a Series X or a Series PS5? X. Okay. Series X. We're, we're, we're staying up late. We're trying to get one. We're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, do the thing. Uh, Robert happened to go to a Target when it opened because he needed to, like for something. Walking around, looked over. It's like, oh, that's out now. It was like, hey, I want one. And they said, okay. And they had like plenty, and he left with one. Just. <laughs> Just boom, he just got one. And I was like, you fucker. Uh, but yeah, I would like a Series X, please. Uh, That's it. An- That'll be a tough one again this year, which is crazy because it was the hot gift last year when yeah. it came out around this, you know, we're approaching the year anniversary of the Series X and PS5 coming out. And I think we all would have thought they would be more readily available at this point. And here we are a year later and they're still yeah. just... I think it's safe to say we we all certainly thought that they would be around by like summer, yeah. right? Maybe what the hell? <clears throat> How people want to and buy the, them? Give them to I, us. I would also like to say that it hasn't been a particularly great year for the Series X. Um, there's not a lot over there that is only for the Series X right now <laughs> that is making everybody want to take that dive. Um, they're they're adding titles, right? Of course, obviously, it'll get bigger and better. But missing out on this first year wasn't detrimental, I don't think, to Xbox owners. No, and, definitely and, not. And on the flip side, too, I'd say I'd argue the same thing for PS5 owners. Um, the exclusive. So I, I think most of the games, some were deceiving, like the Spider-Man Miles Morales Spider-Man game like that was for PS4 also there were a lot of their games that were, I think one of the few ones that was for PS5 only was the the Demon Souls remake so it's most of the games that came out on PS5 a lot of them were for PS4 also so it's you know I get it the I definitely get it I'm sitting here and I own both a Series X and a PS5 so go figure but um I think there's a lot of people that have just been foaming at the mouth trying to get one of these two new consoles. And it's like, you're not missing anything. Maybe faster load times on games. That's really it. It is. It's a lot faster, though, because we play with a few people that have them and they're in doing stuff long before we get a chance. Uh, And also storage space uh, is a big thing. But you're not wrong. It's not necessary. Uh, there's nothing exclusive so much uh, that you can't live without it. Uh, but yeah, someone brought up, <clears throat> uh, I mean, there's just a straight up video card shortage. You know, <laughs> like that's a thing. 
there's like a silicone deficit uh and like you can't get computer parts uh people were buying whole pre-made pcs just to get video cards out of them to make like bitcoin farms and stuff uh and so a lot of it's cryptocurrency related but i, I don't know man it's just crazy <laughs> it's getting nuts uh, as far as Christmas gifts go, there's another thing. I don't ex I don't know how you feel about Lego. Uh, I love Legos. I haven't gotten a set in a long time, but there's a really cool one from Nintendo uh, that just uh, dropped. It is the Super Mario N64 uh, question mark block set. It is $170. Uh, it's a pretty big set, and it opens up with like different levels from Mario 64. Uh, and it has interactivity with those Mar the electronic Mario Legos, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but it looks it looks dope. I don't know. It's it, it kind of it tickles my uh, my my inner child. I don't know. I know the set you're speaking of, and to use your own language, I would say that set is hot fire. Hot fire. It look, yeah. It. I know the set. It looks great. Um, I'm totally team lego i wish that i could buy more but i just don't have the space to store them once they're together and it's just a pretty penny for lego sets there i love them i loved them as a kid i had so many and as an adult i just always have trouble biting the bullet i wanted to get at one point that big um daily bugle uh spider-man nice. set i don't know if you ever saw that one it's i feel like huge I I want to say it was like $300 or something like that. It had an insane amount of pieces and it was like almost two or three feet tall. It looked incredible. And I was real close to, uh, to getting that one, but I, but I didn't. Um, and you say man, you don't have a place to store it, but there's a big wall right behind you where it just looks like it would go great above that bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the last Lego set I bought was I bought, the Millennium Falcon set that came out around one. when the Force Awakens came out. It was that that version of it. Not one of the crazy, crazy high dollar million pieces ones, but like the the more traditional Millennium Falcon set that came out a few years ago. Yeah. No, th this one's a great one for like a big like a big kid as in an adult that's still a kid. Or, you know, an older kid, I think. Uh also if you want like Legos that are more grown up related, they have those the new series I don't know if it's called like icons or something where it's like a picture that you make with Legos. They have like the Beatles, Iron Man, stuff like that. And they also have the bust series, which are like just heads that you can make that are really cool. And they're more grown up uh, for the more g mature Legoer. Well, I like the ones like the Mario one that you mentioned that it's the question mark block, but it does other things too. But yeah. otherwise, when it just looks like a question mark block, like that can be used as a decorative piece mm. in a room compared to some other sets. That's true. Yeah. And they also, also like the NES one is really cool where like, it's like almost a functioning Nintendo system. And like, you can see Mario run across your screen on your TV that you build. That's a cool one too. Uh, but yeah, no Lego Lego's a great gift. That's another great gift idea. So oh. I love Lego and I like Mario, but these Lego Mario sets are really niche. Like it's special LED light up Marios and special Lego pieces that sort of fit these Mario sets. Um, I think they're going to age well and they're going to be expensive in the future if you take care of them because Nintendo and Lego branded, right? 
I just, they're not my favorite Lego personally. I like classic Lego type of sets. Hmm. Fair. No, absolutely. I used to love the play sets. Specific. And I, like the Millennium Falcon, right? It's made out of classic Lego pieces. That's dope as hell. But these new ones have, they're they are made out of special things. Uh, they're, mm -hmm. they're not just Lego pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, talking about, you know, wish lists, typically, this is going to really surprise you guys. Um, the type of stuff I like to ask for these days are like anything movie related. Mm -hmm. I love books about films and film about filmmakers, about filmmaking, about anything like that. Um, so I typically ask for those kinds of things. Like, is it just surprise me? You know, um, like I'm trying to think of some that I recently have got, like I, last year I got this one that about just the year 1999 in movies. And, um, you know, so it talked about how great of a movie year 1999 was. Cause there were movies like, uh, I think fight club and the matrix and, you know, all kinds of things that came out, um, that year so like things like that i love those or i love um behind the scenes coffee table style books that they make for films like for example star wars ones are always really good they actually they came out with one for the mandalorian that i'd really like it's a like a coffee table book with just all the concept art and and storyboards and um you know, written up descriptions of how they came up with concepts for the show. I love those kinds of books that because they look pretty, you can put them out for display as a decorative piece, but they're also super nerdy um, as far as the content. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy to shop for. <clears throat> I want video games. I want board games. I want uh, tabletop RPGs. Uh, I do. I actually have one of those art books you're talking about. That's D and D, the Art of Dungeons and Dragons. I got a really good deal on it uh, on a penny a page sale at Books a Million. Uh, so I paid like I don't know, like ten bucks or something for like a two hundred dollar book. But uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as board games go, like some of the ones. So these are ones I suggest buying for other people. I have these. So don't buy. I was gonna book. ask you about this. Like, if you're gonna ask for a board game for for the holidays, or you you know, there's maybe something you're wanting to play with friends, whatever. Jahan, as the master, what do you recommend? Yeah. So, uh, a newer one that's absolutely replayable that uh, we keep bringing to the table over and over again that I love, uh, Wingspan. Uh, it's a beautiful game. It's what's called an engine building game where you're setting up. Uh, this machine of cards and rules to like make you do things better, faster, stronger. Uh, and you're collecting birds and putting them in environments and laying eggs. Uh, it's a very beautiful game. It sounds kind of boring on paper, honestly, but it's actually really fun. Uh, and we even have a nice bird-themed uh, playlist on Spotify for, for when we play this game. And it's so dumb, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's one game that I would recommend. Most people would recommend that game. <laughs> the most played game at my table right now, I think, <clears throat> is the the Villainous series. There are the Disney Villainous games, and then there's also the Marvel Villainous. Uh, I have all the Marvel stuff. I have two of the Disney things. Uh, and we keep playing them. We'll play it, and we also play it multiple times in a row sometimes. Like, it's just a lot of fun. You take the role of a villain either from Marvel or Disney. Uh, they don't mesh. You can't use them together. But uh, 
you can use all the Disney together. You know, the base set has uh, classics like uh, Jafar, Captain Hook, uh, Maleficent, Ursula. Uh, and then they have expansions with, like, Scar and, like, obscure characters like Radigan and uh, the Horned King from the Black Cauldron. Uh, and then the Marvel one is incredible. Uh, the latest expansion has Loki, Madame Mask, and Modok in it. All three of them. Out of the park, fun to play. Just so good. Uh, and so if you have a board gamer in your life, or even if it's just someone that might like it, it is a good like entry-level thing that has a lot of expansions that you can build on and start collecting. Uh, I think that Drew would actually like one of those games. Either of those games. I do too. Either, I think that's right up his alley. I think villain Marvel. stuff sounds like something that I would really like. It's very fun, and every uh, character plays different. Also, yes. it's asymmetrical play, and so each time you pick somebody up, you have a different set of things you're trying to do to to come out ahead. Yeah. And you're all sort of killing or defeating heroes together on a general play field, uh, but you're also maneuvering yourself to outplay others. Yes, yeah, and the Marvel one, uh, there you can heroes can interact on different boards in different ways because there's like a stack of uh, shared fate deck in the Marvel in the Disney one uh, everyone has their own individual one so you are people will bring to bear the heroes that verse your villain against you so like if you're playing Jafar I can use a fate action to try and find Aladdin in your deck and like play him against you and that kind of stuff so it's a very fun game uh it's very highly rated on Board Game Geek too. This isn't just like a one of those themey games that suck. This is a fucking good game. <laughs> I can't I can't praise it enough. I love it. We play it the most, I think, of all the games. It's not even that expensive. I think the base game costs forty, uh, and you can buy the expansions for about twenty five to thirty, and they have three characters each, and they can be played by themselves. You don't have to own the base game, so that's a big selling point there. I think. Um, other games. Let's see, Gary likes this one. Uh, Azul, uh, is a very good entry-level, uh, not too complex, uh, game. It has great components, uh, it has, uh, nice, like, the tiles are nice. It's a tile-laying game. Uh, you draft, you take turns drafting tiles, uh, and putting them on a wall, essentially. Um, and it's, you know... Uh, point-based, you know, doing different combos at different times generates more points. Also a cheap one. You can find it at Target. Uh, you can find it at most, like, Barnes & Nobles. Anywhere, really, where board games are, this game will be there. And so Azul's a really kind of weird game, too, because it's another game that you would walk right by, that you would look at it and be like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I read it, and I, I don't know. And you just keep moving. But when you play it, there is something so fucking easy and fun about it you're basically just matching patterns and shapes and colors um and i know that that doesn't sound like a lot but that's the game you're matching pattern shapes and colors against everybody else in almost a yahtzee-esque mosaic type of way uh, mm -hmm. and it's easily accessible and fun for anybody of basically 12 and up and definitely you can play with an older crowd too where i think Something like Villainous might be a bit like, you know, you're trying to convince your parents or grandparents to play it would be hard. Azul, uh, convincing you could, yeah. Azul, absolutely. Anyone would play this game. Uh, that's actually a good segue into one of the other games I wanted to talk about. 
because uh, I have played this with my parents, uh, and they, well, my mom loves it. My dad, my dad doesn't, he's not one for board games. Uh, but yeah, so Codenames uh, is a very fun party game uh, where there's a board of words, right? And then, like, two people would be the clue givers. They can see which words belong to who. Uh, and then the other people on their team will try to guess based on their clues, and you can give one-word clues, and then you give a number of uh, how many words it pertains to. So you could be like Spider 4, right? And it could be like Harry, Insect, even though they're not insects, uh, you know, Webs, you know, you could be trying to do that kind of thing, and it's whoever gets the most, uh, whoever finishes all of their words first wins, but there's also an assassin word. One of the words, if you pick it, your team flat out loses. So, like, there's all, it's it's a minefield, and it's very fun. Uh, also a cheap one, and you can also find it at most stores. And they have a lot of different versions, uh, including, like, a Marvel version, a Disney version, picture versions that you can play with your kids. Uh, it's a great family party game. If you haven't played Codenames before would you recommend getting the original version or if you pick up one of the themed versions and that's the first time you play it, is that an acceptable way to play it? That is a completely acceptable way to play it. I don't even know if the first time I played it, if it was, I think the first time I played it was Disney. Uh, but they, yeah, they have so many different versions uh, and it, well, I don't think it'll dampen it at all. Uh, the base game just has like generic words like cup and avalanche and Rome. Uh, and then, you know, other ones will have Captain Marvel and, you know, Captain America. You could say Captain 2 and probably nail that one pretty easy, you know. Uh, lots of fun. I have Codenames, Codenames Marvel, and Codenames Duet, which is like a two-player version. Family's always looking for new games to play around the holidays. Codenames is not one that we've played. So Codenames, like I would absolutely recommend picking up to play with your family. Uh, and while we're talking about uh, Wavelength, this wasn't on my uh, list, and I'm just going to quickly reference it, but Wavelength also looks fun. I don't know much about it. I don't know how to play it necessarily, but I've seen people do videos on it, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, that's another party game. But yeah, the last game on my list of holiday giftery, I'm only doing ones that I've played so that I can actually be like, hey, I think you should get this. Uh, Horrified is probably the most fun co-op game. I've I've played. I actually enjoy playing. I played it recently for the holiday for uh, Halloween, um, and what it is is you're you know characters in a monster movie like Universal monsters, and you have to defeat like the likes of Dracula, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein and his bride, uh, well Frankenstein's monster, whatever the Wolfman and the Invisible Man, uh, and it's always at least two of them. And you have to go around, you defeat each one in a different way. Like, you have to cure the werewolf. You have to teach uh, Frankenstein's monster and the bride how to love. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, it's crazy. But uh, you can do two. You can fight against all of them at once, which would be really hard. Uh, also, the mummy. Yeah, there's honorable mention there. That one's really fun. And they just came out with a new one that has, it's called American Monsters. And it's cryptids from around the United States. I've talked about that one on the show before. Uh, so if you already have Horrified, that's a good suggestion. Uh, but if someone doesn't have it, this is a great co-op experience. 
Uh, so that list kind of encompasses most modes of play. I feel. Uh, that's it for my my end of the the giftery, as far as what I would give. I'm not sure what I would want to receive board game wise this year. I really do want that American Monsters game. I don't have it, <laughs> but maybe that's one. With as fun as Horrified is, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the American the Cryptids version should be a lot of fun. Mothman and Bigfoot and Wendigos. Yeah, Mothman, Bigfoot, uh, the Banshee of the Badlands, uh, Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil, uh, and I think, yeah, maybe a Wendigo is in there as well. <clears throat> uh, and, like, it takes place all over an American map, so that's interesting. Looks like fun. I like cryptids, so. And then, I don't know, there's a lot of games that I would like to receive. There's a Gargoyles game that I really want. Uh, there is a game called Scythe that's a pretty big I, game that I want. I still think we're going to see Gargoyles make a really big uh, re reboot or something. Jordan we're Peele see, has been talking about back. it for a long time now. I think we're going to get something very good Gargoyles here in the next 10 years or so. Jordan Peele, if you somehow hear this, I would love to be a part of your writing team for the Gargoyles movie. I'm a huge fan. I know all about the lore. Come at me, bro. I, I want it. <laughs> I want it so bad. Drew, you been watching anything good? You been seeing anything good? You been doing anything good? So for, for transparency's sake um, with this episode, so this episode will be dropping, um, the audio will be dropping on November 8th. I believe. Mm. And I, at the time of this recording, I will be out of town that weekend. And so, Gary, I believe you're going on vacation here soon. Me too. Yes. Right. So actually, if we had recorded this on Saturday the 6th, which is what we seem like we pretend like we do, but we're not doing this time. <laughs> um, this time, so I'll actually be out of town for an entire week in New Mexico, in Taos. We're doing a bunch of nature walks and hikes, and we're going to go look at a bunch of like old cultural places like the Taos Pueblos, and we're going to stay uh, uh, a night in Paladero Canyon on the way up. Uh, we've got an Airbnb with a mountain view and a hot tub, and it's pet friendly. And it's got heated floors. So... Uh, I am going to be having an awesome, awesome trip That's and not great. consuming a whole lot of media, but I'll be taking a lot of pictures and stuff. And maybe during our next recording, I can send some of those to Jahan and talk about something other than just the digital media we consume. I can talk about some some real human life I went out and consumed. But uh, That'll be really nice. Yeah, right? I think that could be a nice little change of pace just in time for Thanksgiving. I'll be, of course, I'll be super thankful for the vacation. It's the first vacation we've had in three or four years. Uh, since we're road tripping, it's affordable and we get to bring the pets, right? So pretty much the best case scenario. The only digital media that I really wanted to talk about was Battlefield. Battlefield is coming out. It's coming out November 19th. And so we'll get back, and then it'll be coming out in, like, a week, you know, two weeks. Yeah. It, I'll be hungry for it. All I'll have is Forza Horizon 5. Battlefield will be November 19th, and then Halo Infinite, I think, will be December 8th. So there are games coming for me. 
I'm probably going to buy Battlefield myself because I don't want to wait. And Halo is going to be free for Game Pass people day one. So my gift guide is small. My things I'm excited for are pretty small. And what I'm consuming is pretty small. But I am excited for a, a real-life vacation and adventure. Incredible. And, and that's why I bring it up because to give the... Um... The listeners a little peek behind the curtain of our you know kind of our process so we do typically record um two episodes at a time every other week so we'll record the the episode for for this week and the episode for next week and then we'll record again in two weeks um but, but recently we've had some more timely topics so we actually were recording weekly for the past few weeks because dune you know dune would have normally been on an off week for us and we wanted to have a timely discussion about dune um and so things like that and so actually with us being out of town um this episode which i'm gonna title as jahan's holiday gift guide or <laughs> or, or our holiday gift guide um will be coming out on a weekend that we will some of us will be traveling and so because that being said i just want to acknowledge that again if you're listening to this on the day that it dropped i believe november 8th um there's a this is a big movie weekend for us to miss because marvel's eternals will be out in theaters um as well as one that i've talked about that probably nobody else cares about or our audience doesn't care about as much but um spencer which is the the Kristen Stewart movie where she stars as Princess Diana. That'll be out in theaters, which I'm all about. <laughs> uh, Gary looks also, like you just punched him right in the nuts. And Finch will be live on Apple TV Plus, which is the Tom Hanks movie where it's like a post-apocalyptic movie where he's that got a robot dope. friend. And that'll be out on Apple that TV Plus. So, so I'm actually, our, our off week is falling on kind of a busy movie weekend. So I want to address, you know, why is Drew not talking about Eternals? Or why are we <laughs> yeah. not talking about this? That, that's why. So um, on the bright side, the following week when we record, there should be lots of good stuff. Uh, yeah. Because there's other upcoming things like, I don't know if y'all have heard, I believe it's um, November 12th has been uh, dubbed, or officially um, declared Disney Plus Day, which is the anniversary of the date. <laughs> It'll be the two-year anniversary of the date Disney Plus launched. Do you know how long it took black people to get a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, I think this is Disney self-declaring November 12th as, as Disney Plus Day. That is, that is different, but that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> The anniversary of when Disney Plus oh, launched. Boy. And so there's going to be a bunch of content dropping on Disney Plus that day. Um, for example, uh, Shang, uh, Shang-Chi will be on Disney Plus that yes. day officially. So we can actually talk about Shang-Chi more at length because y'all will both have seen it. Um, and there's a bunch of other, you know, shorts and specials and things that I believe are coming to Disney Plus that day. I don't have a list in front of me, but Shang-Chi, I know, will be one of the big ones. Anyway, so we'll have a lot to talk about. In, in the coming weeks is my point. So, um, for me, yeah, for what you were saying about things I've been watching, uh, to circle back, I finally, it's the most watched thing on Netflix. Nice. I have been taking my sweet time, but I finally watched only the first episode of Squid Game. Finally oh. said, let's see what this is all about. I watched it um, in the original Korean language with English subtitles. Because I've heard that's the best way to to watch yeah, from really from good. some, and um, 
It was good. So let me start by saying it was it was good. It is very difficult when a show like this kind of becomes a mainstream cultural phenomenon that everybody's watching and it just becomes assumed that you've seen it and that everybody has seen it. When you do finally say, all right, I'm going to give this thing a try and you're coming to it a few weeks late as I am, there's a little bit of it that maybe it's hard to live up to the hype. Mm. Um, So I was kind of... Not to be unfair to the show, but I'm like watching it thinking like, is there going to be a big wow moment? And I did think it was really solid. And I'm sure that probably for people who didn't know what they were getting into and just said, well, this is number one on Netflix. Let me let me tune in. And they saw that first episode and they finally see the red light, green light game take place. They probably it probably was shocking. But because of all the memes that have have surfaced as a result of the show and all the discussions, I kind of feel like I knew what to expect going into it to a degree even just people comparing it oh it's hunger games meets battle royale oh that you know so that kind of makes you know what to expect and so i watch it and i thought oh okay that's kind of what i thought it would be not to not to um you know not to bring the show down because it's it's good the acting was good the production value is really good i love the design of the game itself once they're in it the way that it looks um and the the big doll like character that's had turns and stuff during the first game, like I thought, all of that was incredible. It's or also the first, iconic. Yeah, the first time it shows them in the room where all the beds are mm-hmm. when they when the care the main character wakes up and you just see these stacks of like bunk beds essentially. Like I thought, the visuals of all that once it gets into it is incredible. So I'll definitely keep watching it. I'm I'm gonna f- finish it, but I I guess it's just. When these when these kind of flash in the pan shows come come so fast and it's like everybody watched it in a weekend and you wait a couple weeks to get into it, it's definitely hard to watch it with the level of hype gotcha. that people have set it up to be. I wanted to just talk about that. So I'm not saying it's it's bad. Quite the opposite. It was very good. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, so I, I could be like that too. I, I'll hear something get hyped up, hyped up, hyped up. Sometimes I just won't watch something because I'm like, shut up. Like, so yeah. like, no joke. The first episode of of that show is probably the best episode of that show. Potentially, John, do you agree? Uh, so I mean, it's hard. That episode is so good. It sets a tone for the whole thing. I actually think the last episode's uh, really good. Uh, I think that there's some moments throughout the show that are very good. Uh, and some of them are hard, and some of them are touching, and some of them make you cry. And uh, it's a it's a good show all the way around. I don't know if I... It might be the best episode, but it's such a good episode. Like, that's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I like... So, like, a lot of the stuff in the show I've been hearing uh, is really cool... Uh, like that that doll uh, apparently is something from like uh, Korean school posters, like you know, like those "Don't Run in the Hall" you know kind of stuff. Like, and so that's funny. Uh, so it's like a whole different thing in in the culture. Uh, it's just cool, be, actually. I find that to be really cool. I, I like the amount of their culture that permeates. Like, I, I love that it really shows a lot of uh, Korean culture uh, on top of everything else. It's such a good show. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I really did enjoy it. I guess I just wanted to bring to light the idea of just hype versus reality when you finally yeah. do tune in. But not to diminish it, because I, I did think it was very good. Um, another thing that I watched, it, you know, it's funny, this has been on my watch list for a long time. Um, and Jahan, you watched this weeks ago and mentioned it on on the pod. Um, and I finally watched it because this, this past week it actually was a featured rental on Apple TV. It was a 99 cent rental for Werewolves Within. Uh, so movies Werewolves Within. So I finally rented it and decided to give it a watch. Um, Gary, actually, if you ever feel like watching this movie, I think I've as of right now, there's still like 40 hours left to watch it or something before it disappears from my iTunes. I think I'll um, be on the road for most of those 40 hours. Fair enough. But um, anyway, I decided to give this a watch. I'd been wanting to... I'd, I'd heard some interesting things about it. Um, Jahan, re- refresh my memory. Wh- what did you think about Werewolves Within? Uh, I have mixed feelings. It is, as far as werewolf movies go, not the best. Uh, it is passable, for sure. I do like the characters are interesting. I do like them. Uh, Guillermo from uh, What We Do in the Shadows is in it, and he's hilarious again, uh, as always. Uh, the protagonist is great. Uh, love uh, a black lead. So good. And he's just, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, who could forget the, I forget, what is she, Verizon? The Verizon girl. Uh, Thanks, so. Super, uh, she's actually a pretty good actress, and she's also very good looking. Uh, and it is not diminished in this show, even though she's dressed up like a mail carrier. If anything, it makes it better. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's actually, uh, so actually, apparently, this is a board game property. Uh, well, I think it's based off a of video game. So actually, when I watched it, the Ubisoft logo comes up. Yeah, Ubisoft comes up because Ubisoft makes a lot of board game adaptations. Uh, and I think this is one of them, funny enough. Because uh, they have oh, yeah. all the like Hasbro licenses as well. Uh, I Yeah, I um, saw the Ubisoft pop up. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's basically the, the video game or board game... It, What's the right term, board game guru? Is it like, isn't there a game called Mafia that's super popular? Uh, so this is called a hidden role game. Yeah. Yeah. And Mafia is one of the popular ones, right? Uh, there's Mafia, there's Werewolf, uh, there is, uh, like, Vampire. There's, there's, so there's a whole series in the the Werewolf vein. There's, like, aliens, supervillains, that kind of but stuff. But basically, it's like, there's a werewolf among us or there's yes. a something among us and the one person knows they are but nobody else does and trying to guess what it is and that's the premise of the yeah. game so they incorporate which kind of makes sense for how mm. you make that to a movie um and this is like i liked this movie honestly um, I did too. Not like the best movie of all time no by any means but um it's an enjoyable little mystery in this small snowy town of trying to figure out who the vampire is amongst the people. Excuse me, not vampire. Who the werewolf is amongst the people? Interchangeable. It might be picking off people in the town. And um, you mentioned uh, Sam Richardson, who's in, in this. He's the lead, and I've seen him in a few things recently because he was in. I think it's called The Tomorrow War, which is Chris Pratt Amazon Prime mm-hmm. movie. There, watch. He's in that. But he was in Ted Lasso recently too, yeah. in some of the latter episodes of he's this most of recent stuff lately, season. Yeah. And uh, he's the lead in this movie, and this is probably the 
um, most likable I found him to be in anything I've seen him in so far. I, I liked him as the lead, and I thought he was actually pretty funny. And um, I thought he was very. Yeah, funny, I mean, yeah. there's there's not too much to say about this movie, really. I mean, it's kind of what you expect. It's exactly um, it, what you expect. It's exactly it's aware of what it is. They make it good. I like they do a lot of the campy camera work, like. Uh, where they have a character that's supposed to be suspicious pop into frame all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I love that. I it Man, it got me every time. But uh, I actually I did like this movie. It uh, has a couple little jump scare moments, but the movie mostly plays as a comedy. There's not any actual... It is more... Yeah, it's a campy horror movie that is funny. It's not really... Yeah. It might be intentionally a comedy. You might be right. Yeah. And it seems like they probably had a limited budget with it. Not that that takes away from the movie. Like they do well with what they have. Mm. Um, but uh, the thing I'll note is I, th- I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, it, you know, at some point in the movie, there's a, a there's a werewolf reveal. Yeah. You see the werewolf. <laughs> and I think the thing that surprised me about it is that I was expecting like a CG esque you know, Harry yeah. Potter werewolf, you know, something like that. And they do use practical makeup effects for the werewolf that I was not expecting. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of fun and added to the campiness and the feel of it. But overall, overall, I'd say I enjoyed it. It's, it's, you know, just a nice small movie, especially right at the timing right now around um, Halloween and stuff. It's, at the time it's no ginger snaps, and, but it, it, it's a good movie. It was a good little watch. Good and little then, watch. um, so that's it. Those are, those are really the only things I've watched here recently. The other thing I'll note, cause I've talked the past, uh, a few episodes ago about my experience with far cry six so far. Mm-hmm. And I finished far cry six. I beat the campaign. So it is officially the first far cry game that I've beaten since far cry three. Nice. I think I put about 60 something hours into far cry six when all was said and done. Um, I unlocked every achievement except for two of them so far, and one of them really makes me mad because it requires three actual weeks in real life to unlock it. (laughs) Because in Far Cry 6, something that happens is once you've beaten the main story, um, in order to keep you playing or to give you more things to do after you've beaten the game and taken over all the bases and stuff, is basically a section of the map will get retaken over by these insurgents and so it gives you something to do go back take those bases back over whatever cool. get the get the leader to re to appear and then you kill that leader and then uh, the game gives you you know five days to complete that and then it resets in real time and there's an achievement for killing three of the insurgent leaders so literally you'd have to play three weeks in a row um to get it. So I'm annoyed because I came so close to getting every <laughs> achievement for the game. And I don't know if I'm going to stick with it long enough to get that last one. Yeah. But that, uh, that does not take away from the overall fun I had with the main game. I did thought it you, was very fun. Did you get an email? Did you hear about that? Did I get an email? Yeah. Far Cry six. So apparently, uh, if you put the game down or whatever for too long, uh, the the villain's character, uh, the main villain's character, will email you in real life uh, and taunt you. 
Oh, I'll have to see. That sounds fun. Yeah. No, I have not received that yet, but it's only been a couple days since I stopped playing, so I'll be interested to see. <laughs> yeah, he, like, calls you I'm up to talk shit. It's like, ha, 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 you lose. Like, I don't know. It's funny. In, I heard about it. In Far Cry 4, <clears throat> the plot is that you're there to spread your mom's ashes to, uh, I, I forget, but you're, you're there to spread your mom's ashes, and the main bad guy arrests you on the bus on your way in and takes you to his compound and you're there at a table and you can hear like rebels blasting mortars in the area and he's like stay right here i'll take care of this and he gets up and walks away and then rebels start talking to you in an earpiece they're like get out of there get up turn around go down these stairs but if you don't if you just let go of your controller and you put your feet up and you stay at the table like he asked you to he will kill the rebels, come back, sit down, and take you to where you need to go to spread your mom's ashes, and you win the game. Though <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that, because Far Cry 6 has a similar Easter egg in it, um, where initially the main character just wants to get off the island she's on and go to America and go to Miami and live her life, and she kind of gets brought in by this group of, of gorillas and more, you know, people trying to free this big island from its oppressors um, but at any time during the main campaign if you just get in a boat or a helicopter or any kind of vehicle and travel off the map like you know you press select the map comes up you can just go over the water on a boat whatever off the map it'll cut to a cutscene with the main character in Miami sitting on the beach sipping a drink living her life his or her life I think you could play as a male or female uh, living their life and uh, listening to the radio and the radio show talks about the the main group of guerrillas and, and uh, freedom fighters that you had been recruited to help, that they've all been killed by the main bad guy and so on and so forth. And your main character is just sipping drinks on the beach in Miami. And the, Not my and problem. The, and that cutscene plays and then credits roll. <laughs> so yeah. you can do that at any point during the game as like a secret ending. So that's funny that they've done that in multiple games now that basically if you just do what the villain wants, mm -hmm. you can end the game that way if you so choose. Yeah, you don't have to be the hero, right? <laughs> you can no, just be really a person. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, so Drew, we know where Gary's going. Where are you going? What are you doing? I am going to Kentucky to visit some of my wife's family. So Okay, okay. Have you been not... to Kentucky before? I have. Yeah, we usually try to go once a year to go visit. It's actually, um, we like to go in the fall because the weather's so cool and nice and it feels like fall there. It's usually beautiful. And um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live on um, a, a nice, spacious area of land. And so it's just, it really, even though we're just going to family's house, it feels like a vacation when you're out there. Yeah. So. Um, we're looking forward to it, so we'll go and visit family, but hopefully just get some downtime. But that's, yeah, that's, that's really dope. Yeah, I'm also going out of town this weekend, uh, the weekend of the release of this. Uh, me, Jenny, and my little brother, uh, the Vons, Robert, and all them, uh, a lot of people, we're all going to go camp out at Renfest, so... Oh yeah, Vicky texted me about that, but I told her I would be out. She always tries to give me a heads up when y'all yeah. go. But it always seems like when I, wherever I'm out of town or can't. She's really it. good about it. Yeah, no, this one worked out really well for me. Uh, so me and Jenny, Jenny loves camping out there. 
Uh, the first time she ever camped was at a Ren Fest. I thought she would hate it, uh, but she wound up loving it, and so we do it as often as we can. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're going to have to take pictures and stuff and uh, talk about our trips uh, next time, maybe. That's crazy, man. I love camping, and I hate camping at Renfest. I enjoy the I, I like both. Uh, Heard it gets a little bit, um, a little crazy. It can, but you can also, so there, like, there's different areas. Like, there's an entire area for, like, families that don't want to be partake in the craziness. Uh, we've sat kind of in the middle most of the time, uh, where people come and go, but, like, the only people that come towards your camp are people that are sleeping there. Uh, and then there's another area where everyone's camped together. We did that once. Uh, I remember someone came up to us. I was like, hey, is this the BDSNM uh, boot camp? And we were like, no. And they looked at us, and then they looked at each other, and they looked at us again, and like, you sure? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we're sure. Get the fuck out of here. And it was just really funny. Also, uh, some drugged out girl from, like, a walk through our camp that night, too. And I had to help her find her fiancé. <laughs> And she had no idea where she was. Uh, and so that, so it can be wild. Uh, there's also naked Jenga, all that good stuff. And it's loud and it's weather dependent. Yeah. And there's are only porta potties. There is no running water. It's horrible. It's a horrible camping experience. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. anyone likes it. And if you're in costume, it's just extra shit to bring camping because camping's already a bitch with what you have to bring. So now you're bringing extra swords, you're bringing extra makeup, you're bringing extra mirrors because you're going to fucking sweat when you're putting this shit on. Uh, it's way better to stay at home and drive to Renfest. Not to I camp enjoy the there. Camping. That is I love horrible. It. I love camping. Camping at Renfest is something totally different than camping. That's not wrong. That's not wrong. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy that's, both. Like, that's like a, it's got like a festival feel to it. It does. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of walking around uh it's a very long walk from the campsite to the front gate. If you're going multiple times, especially walking from your tent all the way in, all the way around and back to your tent can be pretty fucking exhausting. Yeah, but you could be all bougie and get the uh, go-kart drivers to drive you back and forth. Or you just drive from your house in the morning and go back by about three or four. That's an option, too. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'll, I'll try and share some pictures uh, in the upcoming weeks with you guys we're worth noting i am planning to um make a so we have the you know of course our individual twitter feeds we have our fresh out the box uh, twitter feed and i'm gonna make one for fresh out the podcast as well so that's a perfect avenue that if we ever want to share these kinds of photos or things for our audience that are kind of related to the podcast and we'll be able to put those there so look out for that in the future i'm sure we will be promoting it absolutely uh and the other thing i had left uh if you do you guys have anything no that's it for me that's it for you guys so uh the last thing i wanted to touch on uh so what, what's your uh what's your thanksgiving going to be looking like here what are you looking forward to eating the most <laughs> so so i uh i was planning on not doing anything with anybody for thanksgiving because i just don't really vibe with my with my with my folks. Yeah. Uh, both of my sets of parents are still alive. Uh, and I just don't vibe with them. Great. I don't really know if I want to spend a day with yeah. them. Hey man, so you can always come over to my house, man. So, so Annie and I are talking about just, uh, you know, doing what we did last year, making a bunch of tamales, making a bunch of fried catfish and maybe some homemade French fries and just hanging out at the house. 
Nothing wrong uh, with that. That's a, that sounds beautiful. Legitimately sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we'll see if like other friends of the family or other friends of mine, they, they don't have like a family to go to or they're just chilling, whatever, like Justin, you know, I, I'm not sure if Justin's baby mama uh, is going to take his son for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so if she does, maybe Justin will stay and eat with us. Maybe he'll go to his mom's. I don't know. So we'll we'll put the feelers out and see if anybody wants to come over and hang out that day. Yeah. So you're going to try and do like a Friendsgiving. Uh, what what food are you looking most forward to? Just, I'm a fried catfish boy. So I'm thinking there's going to be fried catfish Sounds and good. fried shrimp for reals. And oh, Annie's got to have tamales. And we make the tamales from scratch. Uh, we, we, we do every single step of the way we roll, hand roll them and everything. So it should be, uh, a tasty, great time over here at the Avenger house. Save some for me, man. And I, uh, I always go for the stuffing. That's my number one thing. Cause it's one of the things that I don't get to have all the time. I love a good stuffing or dressing, whichever you refer to it as. Um, so yeah, that's my good. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> this guy said he loved a good stuffing, didn't he? He did. He did say that. I also enjoy a good stuffing, my friend. Uh, but yeah, not nah, so. I I love mashed potatoes, man. I love the whole shebang: turkey, mashed potatoes, cranberries, rolls. I love all brown that brown gravy. Uh, growing up, we didn't really have ham in the house, uh, you know, because my dad's Muslim. Uh, but those things kind of relaxed in later years, uh, and like so, we have it now. And so I love ham. I'm a big ham boy. Uh, and, you know, my aunt and uncle come over, too. They're also Muslim. But my, like, little cousin, he's allowed to eat ham anyways. Uh, and he goes ham on ham. So, like, I'm excited for love, ham. I want to, like, pre-order a honey-baked ham from Honey Baked Ham Company. Mm. I, I haven't gotten one since I was, like, a kid. But I'm pretty sure that those things come basically, like, candied. But they cost like seventy fucking dollars or something crazy. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm business. gonna I'm gonna treat myself one of these years and get one. I, I think I remember them being really fucking good. Yeah. Anyone who needs Thanksgiving dinner, uh, Cafe Benedict, uh, my dad's restaurant over off of Highway Six, uh, they do uh, Thanksgiving dinner stuff. Uh, if you pre-order, you can get some sort of meal. I'm not sure what it's gonna be this year. It's always a little different. Uh, but you could probably you might be able to get a turkey. Uh, but you can definitely get like a bunch of sides of stuff and all that good stuff made with love and care. So fresh out the friendsgiving. We're not, we're not sponsored, but it is my family's restaurant. So hey, I love you, Dad. Uh, but yeah, and we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> you know, always looking for sponsors. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm looking most forward to. Yeah, man, I'm excited for the holiday season. I love the holidays. Uh, my birthday, Christmas Eve. So I've always enjoyed this time of year a lot. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to as it gets closer to Christmas, because I don't really want to talk about it tonight, but I'm looking forward to what we are going to go see for your birthday. We, oh, you yeah. Start, I'm thinking we're probably going to go see Spider into the Spider-Verse, right? No, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man No, no way, way Home? No Way oh, Home. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There's also there's gonna... several other movies coming out that time that are also hot fire. I don't remember. But it, there's a strong possibility we might see Spider-Man. Let's just say I'm looking forward to your birthday this year. I am too. 
And we always that's a tradition. Me too. I'm looking forward to your birthday. Hey, you can come too, Drew, if you want to. It is on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so like a lot of people can't make it. So usually uh just a small group will go. Uh I get to pick where we eat and I get to pick the movie. That's my birthday. Uh and I love it. I love my birthday. So Awesome. If you want to see more of me and Jahan, stop by twitch.tv backslash Jahanan every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. Central. Uh, every other Saturday, we're doing Fresh Out the Podcast. So Twitch is a place to find us. We also have a YouTube, and we're only 20 followers away from being able to change our YouTube URL. Right now, it's just random alphanumerics every time we copy-paste it. But when we get to 100 followers, right now we're at 80, when we get to 100, we can change it to youtube.com backslash fresh out the box. So please have some people go follow our YouTube so we can not just be KZH94HGK dot 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 every time we try to post some shit. Uh, get some <laughs> people to come follow our YouTube, fresh out the box. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've been Jahananon. I'm at RockFact on Twitter. Uh, Jahananon1 on TikTok. If you want to come watch me uh, not do a good job uh, and insult a lot of people on accident. so <laughs> I'm at CasualtyCDG, and you can find me at CasualtyCDG. And I am at Drew Munhausen on Twitter, and uh, I think that is it. Again, I know this episode was probably a little bit more filler than some of the other ones we've had, but it's just because we've been recording so much back-to-back-to-back. Um, but when we get back here soon, it sounds like we're going to be jam-packed with content. So while we do, um, while you can catch us on Twitch every other week recording Fresh Out the Podcast, you can't catch the audio form every week, and we haven't missed a week yet, and we're approaching nearly 20 episodes coming up here soon, so that's pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for more from us. Have a good day, uh, have a good night, happy holidays, uh, and we love you. Stay fresh. <laughs>